It's Spooky Saturday. Saturday is my favorite day of the week. You have toiled, suffered, struggled all week long, and now you're here to get the chills, thrills, and everything in between, from pop culture cryptids to history. I'm your local ghost host with the most, Devin Ray. Now, let's get spooky, shall we? (laughs) (laughs) What day is it? It's Spooky Saturday. <laughs> it's my favorite day of the week. It is. It's my favorite day of the week. It is. It's the day where I bring you the chills, thrills, and everything in between. That's right. I'm your ghost host of the most, Devin Ray. And we are on a Kitwaku adventure. And I'm joined, as sometimes, by <laughs> <laughs> my bestie in crime, Scott Keel. How you doing, Scott Keel? I'm good. <laughs> I'm in a silly, goofy mood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that is mostly to do with the fact that we watched one of my favorite movies of all time. Yes. I feel like, okay, so for those of you who don't know, uh, we have been doing this little thing called the Kitwaku, which is what we call the Kitwaku. But it's the Cabin in the Woods Cinematic Universe, where we watch every horror movie referenced in the Cabin in the Woods movie yes which is a lot um and it is a lot we are currently on something that we call the whiteboard which is a whiteboard that the institute uh uses to place bets on the monster that will be wreaking havoc in cabin in the woods Mm -hmm. um previously uh on the last kitwaku episode we had the subject of witches yes um and the next line item on the whiteboard is sexy witches <laughs> sexy witches now there's a lot of things that we could have watched for sexy witches particularly like 50s and 60s uh, elvira well, things Elvira's okay kind I'm, of i'm ignorant no no no. i understand <laughs> so there was this thing um with the haze code just basically just like the standards and practices of film. Wow, like, holy shit. You said that and my brain attempted, not su- not succeeded, <laughs> attempted to access some vault <laughs> of information that I learned somewhere. Film school? Potentially film school, potentially AP US history. I don't know, but my brain went... I know that, and then hit a wall really hard. <laughs> and I realized that I did know that, but I don't anymore. But that was a fun little thing that my brain just did. What is the Hayes Code? So the Hayes Code is like a standards and practices of what you can show and what you can't show. Okay. Um, it, it had a lot to do with um, keeping or maintaining stereotypes of insert person, but mostly the queer community. So like... You couldn't ever show gay people unless one of them died or they were alone. Um, and <laughs> so um, Shanks has made his first appearance in the episode. Yep. Um, he has Shanks. to do it. He has to do it. He, Shanks feels really strongly about the Hayes Code. So he had to make his own comment. Um, and that was just his presence. So, you know, like, and, and it, they had to be, there is a very specific uh portrayal of gay men mm-hmm. um and that's where that stereotype that persists today comes from is that you could only show this particular type of gay man um it's only recently very recently that you could show a wider spectrum of gay men but with with lesbian women they could not say that they were lesbians but they were witches or vampires Oh, and so like sexy witches, sexy witches. So there's a bunch of like witch type things that involve sexy, mostly gay witches um, from the 50s and 60s. But here's the thing. I didn't want to watch those. I wanted to watch one of my favorite movies. The The Craft. Craft. (laughs) Okay, And so here's my theory on the craft. I figured it out when I was thinking I was thinking about it earlier today. So the craft is. You know how in Pokemon, the game yes. and TV show and card game, mm-hmm. um, you get a starter Pokemon. Yes. I feel like 
the craft is one of those starter Pokemon for young women and queer people. So it's like you could be like, it's Barbie, it's Clueless, it's the craft. Like there's okay. some girls that pick the craft and those are the craft girls. And there are some girls that never watch the craft that only watch. See, I was I was the Clueless starter pack. Yeah, your I, little girl starter Pokemon was, was clueless. clueless. I watched it a lot. I had never seen the craft. I didn't fuck with Barbie, but I I used to know Clueless like by heart. It was one of those movies that I watched a mm-hmm. lot. Yeah, I mean, I like Clueless too. I, and that's why I say it's like a starter Pokemon. You could get yeah. the other Pokemon. Yeah, totally. But like there's the one that was like kind of defines what kind of person you're going to be. Right. And <laughs> Shanks is gone. He is he is disappeared. Um he uh picked uh Anne of Green Gables. I don't know, that's a different kind of girl. Starter Pokemon. St- but I also was a, I was an Anne of Green Gables girl. I feel like there's an Anne of Green Anne of Green Gables the craft pipeline. Um <laughs> there's the girls that are like I would there's is there anything better in the world or I'm so lucky to live in a world where there are octobers into the girl that's like we are the weirdos mister. Like yeah. that's that's the same girl. That, that is girl the same is me. girl. Yeah. Hi, it's me. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> um. So, yeah, I, I think there's there's sexy witches. They're all all of the actresses in the craft are above the age of eighteen. So I don't feel bad for saying yeah, I was, that they're. I sexy. was gonna when we when I realized that sexy witches was about high school girls. I was like, this could be problematic. But all of the women in this movie are clearly in their twenties. Yeah. There's um, like very clearly. In their 20s. Yeah, Rachel True, who plays Rochelle, is the oldest one of the cast. Half-baked. Uh, from Half-Baked. Who, and she was 29. There you go. Um, In this movie. Yeah. So it's like... Yeah, the cast of this movie, in my brain, is the girl from American History X, mm-hmm. the girl from Half-Baked, the girl from Scream, and then the main girl. I don't... I know her, but I don't know what she's from. Have you seen Empire Records? Oh my God, it's the girl from Empire Records. God damn. Okay, so there it is. That's the cast of The Craft. You're welcome. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, the reason I bring up Empire Records is because she shaved her head to be in Empire Records. And she wears yeah. a wig the whole time in, in this the, movie. Yeah. Because she, she shaved, shaved her, her head, head for Empire Records the year before. <gasps> wow. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. Isn't that cool? That's punk rock. It is punk rock. Get it, girl. I feel like this whole movie is punk rock. That's not true. I, the, there's a perfect word to describe it, and it's recently what I've just like figured out my whole aesthetic in life is, and that is whimsigoth. Yup. Um. So, <laughs> whimsigoth meets classic '90s grunge. Well, '90s grunge is whimsigoth. It's oh, that. It's go. that celestial stars and moons on like mesh fabric. Yeah. You walk into a room and you're like, why is there so much velvet? Why is it dark? Why yeah. is it all jewel toned? This movie is so aggressively 90s, but not the 90s that anyone remembers. Not the 90s that people like to... Reference. Yeah. It's not It's not the 60s revival Austin Powers 90s. It's, yeah. It is... It's not the Blink-182 90s. Nope. You know, it's not the... It's none of that nonsense. It's none of the... It's, it's not, sad girl 90s. Yeah. It's, it's not even the like... Um, Ooh. Ooh. What was the, the Goodwill Hunting? All I can think, and I know that this is gonna like this is specifically Asheville, but like ninety ninety three point three, um, it was like this rock station. If you lived in this area, and you 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 know exactly what I'm talking about, but it was like Pearl Jam, and I can't think of any of the other rock artists from the 90s and i feel really bad about that right now but my mind is blanking but you know what i'm talking about that like the guys that sing like this 90s it's the andy dwyer 90s thank you yes that yeah it's not that but those are like sort of those iconic like when you think of the 90s it's not fully grunge it's not punk it's not pop it's whimsical it's it's whimsical um and it's the craft and it's the craft it is one of the most and I, I picked this also because there's a most of the movies made about witches are uh, derogatory mm. towards witches. No, this is not. And this is not. This is they had an onset um Wiccan. Yeah. Coordinator, Pat Devon. <laughs> um, who yeah, could advise on yeah. um matters of Wiccan spirituality. And yes, most of the witchcraft that they do practice in this uh film 
film film is is wiccan based mm-hmm. um and there's there's the, its own issues there yeah but, it's definitely not like pagan witchcraft it's definitely but it, at least it's not wow these witches eat babies <laughs> right it's not satanism no you know but it's it's it, but again it's because it's not derogatory right you know what i mean it's not witchcraft is evil it's witchcraft is spiritual but they're definitely uh leaning on wiccan as the base of this style of witchcraft which you know to each his own mm-hmm. um but yeah well, i mean and that I, I feel like you know you pick wiccan a because it's the most accessible and B, because it has very clear-cut messages on morality. Mm-hmm. And and people will know what it is. And people will know what it is. If you start talking about pagan witches, everyone in the United States in the 90s would be like, the fuck are you talking about? You mean of? the devil? Yeah, exactly. Satan? Satan. Yeah. Hell, the devil. Yeah. Um, But there's... They only reference the devil once. And it's, and they laugh at and it. And they laugh at it. Yeah. Um, and they go to a Catholic, uh, Catholic girls' school. And they, they do. And... You know, apart from Nancy Downs, I feel like the religious iconography that uh, the rest of the coven mm-hmm. wear and have is genuine. Yeah. Like, <laughs> this is a Nancy's is very to, anarchist. It's very Satanist. ironic. Like, yeah. I'm wearing a rosary around my neck, which you don't, you don't do that. Yeah. Like, you know, and, and things like that that you go, mm-hmm. Yeah. She 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 punk goth and the rest of them are just kind of like chilling. Yeah. Um so this movie had a budget 15 million dollars. Wow. And it made 55.6 million dollars. Okay. Didn't, that, it didn't do great. It's respectable It had, it had mixed reviews. There were people the all the critics at the time were like, "Well, the acting is great. Um the effects are great. I don't like the story. I feel like, and maybe I'm wrong because I'm not good with timelines mm-hmm. uh, like of, of film history, mm-hmm. but so many of these actors, it feels like they kind of started here mm-hmm. or had like a some sort of a big break here. Like, because so many of these actors, again, I don't know where this falls. Like, did Scream happen before this? Scream happened after this. So right. Nev Campbell was on Party of Five. Ha- and I think Half-Baked happened after this. Uh-huh. And I think American History X happened after yes. this. American History X. And I think that Clueless happened after this. Before. Was Clueless before this? Mm-hmm. Okay. So. Because Breckenmeyer's in it. That's the reason. Breckenmeyer is in it. Um, and, it's just so funny because you watch it and you're like, holy shit, that person's in this. Holy shit, that guy too. Holy shit, she's in this. What? Christine Taylor. Yeah. Just like, what? Ben Stiller's wife. What the fuck? Dude, and Christine Taylor. That came out of left field, especially because she plays like the racist and like heavily racist high school. Laura Lizzie. Yeah. Yeah. And gross. I'm I'm very happy Popular for white Christine girl. Taylor to have that opportunity. Um, I mean, she takes a lot of little like wacky but beautiful women mm-hmm, mm-hmm. roles. Mm-hmm. Like she was in the in the uh, the Brady movie spoof. Yep. Um, as Marsha. Dodgeball. A dodgeball, um, Zoolander. Zoolander. Uh, she's, you know, she takes those roles and she's beautiful, like yeah. beautiful. Yeah. But she's like, but I'm kind of goofy too, so I'll do the weird shit. But yeah. like, as a straight woman, like yeah. it's gonna be like, um, straight woman in terms of comedy, not in terms of sexuality. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so it's interesting because you brought up Breckenmeyer that there were two other people considered to play the lead in this movie, Sarah. And one of them is Alicia Silverstone. The other one, do you want to just take a guess, just for fun, just to see? Uh, oh, oh, was it Ty? It was not. It was not Brittany Murphy. No. Who was it? Angelina Jolie. Because <gasps> a girl interrupted. I don't. I don't even know if Girl Interrupted was out yet. Oh, weird. I see why they didn't go with Alicia Silverstone, though, because that's very much she would have been Christine well, Taylor's part. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like it's too too similar. Too similar. Um, Angelina Jolie, though, that's interesting. I know. But so uh, Robin, the the girl who plays Sarah ultimately in the mm. film, the girl from Empire Records. Yeah. Um, she had auditioned to play Bonnie, Nev Campbell's part. Okay. But she came in and the directors and producer were like, 
no, you're great. You're so charming, but like in a kind of sad, but not like too sad way. Girl next doory kind of, but real, depressed. She seems like a way. real person. Yeah. Um, and they were like, "Oh, you should play Sarah." And then they they brought in Neff Campbell from uh, Party Five, and then she Robin. They they were trying to cast the, the character's name is Chris Hooker, um, who's the bad guy. He's a bad guy in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were like, we don't know, we don't know who to pl- like. Who can we get to play this horrible, horrible man? Mm-hmm. And Robin was like, actually, I have this friend named Skeet from New York, so you should call him. And then Skeet went on to be in Scream with Nev. Yep. What? Isn't that fun? I the, I'm learning all kinds of things, y'all. This is great. <laughs> I love this movie so much. Um, so basically, the movie. Yeah, I mean, it's so. What's really cool is the movie is about these four girls who are all dealing with some form of very real life problem, and they're using witchcraft to solve it. Well, and, and I have to kind of hand it to this movie; they do a really good job of. I knew most of these girls in high school. Yeah, they're very, they're real. Pro- so, okay, that I'm glad you brought that up because the original screenplay, um, Rochelle wasn't a black character. Oh. She's a white character who had an eating disorder. Oh. Um, but they cast Rachel True to play Rochelle. Yeah. As a, a, a black woman, which she is. Yeah. And they were like, uh, we, I think we should, Pivot towards racism. And she was uncomfortable with it for a long time. But then looking back on it as a fully, fully grown adult with space in between, she's like, no, it was really important that we did that. Yeah. I mean, it, it seemed like a like overall all like, again, all of the choices in this movie in terms of the problems and how they were handled, I thought were really well done. Yeah. Um, and I also have to in line with what you were saying earlier about how the witchcraft is like not demonizing it it my favorite witchcraft we were talking about it is the the hair thing where racist christine taylor Mm -hmm. is laura lizzie is constantly bullying rochelle when Mm -hmm. she's because they're on the swim team together or Mm -hmm. diving team or whatever it Mm is um and so uh they pray to mano and the earth mother and all that shit Mm -hmm. um and then Sarah weaves a bit of Laura's hair into Rochelle's hair. Mm-hmm. And Rochelle's like, is this going to work? And she's like, not if she leaves you alone. If she leaves you alone, it's not gonna, nothing's going to happen to her. But if she doesn't, I don't know what it's going to do. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's the you, way. Yeah, you really like that. That's the way to, that's the way to do magic. Like a defensive in terms of like, I'm not about harming other people. But like putting up, putting a protection on yourself that says, if you come at me again, gonna there will you. be consequences. And I, I thought that was kind of, kind of cool. Yeah. And um, they don't mention it in the final cut of the movie, but in the screenplay for the movie, um, it is pretty, pretty clearly stated that the other three girls, Nancy, Bonnie, and Rochelle, have no magical power at all. Right. And Sarah is the only one that has magical power. So the only reason that their spells work... Work at all is because of Sarah. Is because of Sarah. Yeah. Um, And so... And you could see that in that when they... They start the movie in a circle. Which I presume, because these... The issues that they're trying to fix... These psychological or sociological issues that they're trying to fix mm-hmm. with magic are persistent. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's, they're asking for the same things every time. Bonnie, yeah. Bonnie has scars on her on body. Her back. Um, She's like covered in these like burning, burn scars burn all scars. over her shoulders and neck. Um, which another thing I want to just mention, it's one of my little things that makes me love this fucking movie is that before Bonnie's spell works to remove the scars on her body, she goes in for treatment. Well, before that, Oh, when she's just existing in the school, her hair is always greasy and it's because taking a shower, hot shower, on hurts her skin. Hurts her skin. So her hair is always dirty. But then once it's gone... Her hair looks great. Her hair looks great. Because she can shower. Mm-hmm. And it's, her skin isn't sensitive. And it's just a little thing. That's so cool. Isn't that cool? Yeah. I love movies. And Nancy's thing, and I think it's also why, like, 
Nancy's problem is a little bit more complicated. Well, exactly. It's so we talked about this with it. Okay. Right. So in it, the reason why Pennywise doesn't like to go after adults is because adult fears are complicated. complicated. Yeah. So it's not, I have these scars over my body. Make my scars go away. Not saying that that's a childish thing. That's a very realistic thing to want. But like Nancy's problem is that her stepdad is abusive. She's poor. Her life kind of fucking sucks. Yeah. And like, and she's super insecure. She wants power. She wants she wants some kind of power in her yeah, life. Yeah, she wants she wants control and autonomy over the things that happen to her. Well, and you know, it's not just that her home life sucks. Is that school, school too? School sucks because she had a, previous to the events of the movie had a, a presumably some kind of relationship with this Chris Hooker guy. Yeah, and he wrecked her life wrecked her life her social life at school at least yeah and for a kid that is your life yeah um yeah so she is uh, when when they're all going around and asking for the things like uh sarah is sort of just asking for normal relationships like to love and to be accepting of love it's, yeah it's a very it's... because she's got serious like issues with insecurity in herself and, mm-hmm. and how she deals with relationships. And Rochelle is asking for the mean people to stop being racist stop assholes. Stop being racist. And uh, Bonnie says, take away my scars. Mm-hmm. And then you get to Nancy and she, she says she wants to have the power of Manon, which is like, god for them in wiccan yeah it's, she it's well it's that's not it's not but it's like it's it's a stand-in very like, oversimplification they, they created this figure so as not to offend anyone gotcha like, this is a different thing it's based in also funny what's funny so i i knew it was fake okay because because menon is a french name for women yes and the only class that they have in school is French class. <laughs> That's true. They don't. Ha- it's they the don't... only class that we go to. We don't see them in any other classroom. Well, they, they are in. They are in like a chemistry class. That's right. At one point. But the teacher never talks. No, there's no. There's... <laughs> and they are in mass. Yeah. Which you only hear a bit of that mass, and it's talking about uh, whatever the quote from the scripture is that like do not seek for the powers of god because then you find yourself a fool or whatever it is <laughs> nancy <laughs> sorry i don't know the bible i only took a thousand classes on it in college and that was a long time ago yeah. um but yeah the french yeah, class french Menon. class Menon. and Menon is like their version of the ultimate entity yeah that you pray to yeah, that nancy, will grant you your wishes nancy describes it as if if god and the devil are playing football Manon is the field that they play on in the sky above them. Like, gotcha. There you go. It's an all-encompassing everything. Yeah. Like, not good, not bad, just everything. Exists. Um, which is pretty cool. Pretty cool. It's a pretty cool invention that they, they came up with, so yeah. it's not to be... Problematic. Problematic. To... Religions. Re- well, to, to, the, to the witches yeah. community. Is that like, yeah, hey, we're not... We're not stealing... We're not making light of. We're just changing. And we're not going to attempt to dive deeply into your faith and do something that you guys are like, whoa, that's not how that works. So we're going to fictionalize it a little bit Mm -hmm. to make it our own. Yeah. So, yeah, she she wants to bring Manon into her to grant her the powers because she wants that control. She feels powerless. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's funny because she very quickly realizes and is threatened by the fact that Nancy, I mean, that uh, Sarah is Has magical. All, yeah. And all of a sudden, all of the spells that they want to cast are working mm-hmm. solely because Sarah is there. Yeah. And Nancy is like trying really hard to juggle accepting that, but also being in incredibly jealous mm-hmm. and threatened and insecure yeah about that yeah so it, it's i mean 
And it's a really, it's a really nuanced dynamic that they put in this film that Sarah does not want to be the leader of this group. She Mm-mm. just wants friends. Yeah. Now, also, I will say that there's a lot of talk um, about Sarah's attempted suicide before the film mm-hmm. and then throughout the film. Mm-hmm. Lots of self-harm discussion. Um, and we don't know why she attempted suicide. But I, w- I would venture that she just wants a group of people around. I think it had something to do with her mother. Maybe. Her mother died when she was young and her mother... Her mother died while she was giving birth That's to her. That's right. No, her mother died when she was giving birth to it's her. Been a, it's been... A, whatever. Yeah. Um, can't judge on that. But I'm, just, I'm, saying, I'm saying that she just wants friends. Right. Yes. As I'm, I'm guessing that they moved... When it was also one of the very confusing things about this movie is how Sarah, I still am kind of baffled by it. It is, it, you're right that it is very clear that, clear that Sarah just wants people around that love her mm-hmm. because, so at one point in the movie, very early on, Skeet Ulrich's character, Chris, Chris approaches her. Mm-hmm. and propositions her basically and is like you should come you doing anything after school i'm busy i've got football practice but you can come watch which is apparently something that girlfriends do with guys in high school that i <laughs> am not you're like i have not I, I, this I don't, is I don't, a strange custom to me i'm unaware i don't know what this is but um they they go on like a date and stuff and he invites he's like my parents are out of town we should go back to my place and she's like no I don't want to do that. Are you mad? And he's like, no, it's fine. And then the next day he spreads rumors about her that they did have sex and she was a terrible lay. Um, But here's the thing, guys, (laughs) is as the movie progresses, she says things like, no, I think he's like a really good guy underneath it all. And she you know she's like all i wanted him to do was like me i didn't i don't want him to be obsessed with me and crazy cuz they do a love spell thing mm-hmm. but the thing is is that she means that and she did she wasn't doing it with the intent to make him look foolish she wanted him to like her mm-hmm. and i'm just sitting there like what what girl the the dude humiliated you he has the worst game in the world. Worst game in the world and zero patience. Zero patience. That's more more than anything. And then patience. later, like, he attempts to rape her in his love-induced obsession. Mm-hmm. But, like... But that's she, the thing. Even then, she still is talking about how he's got to be a good guy underneath. And, uh, okay, that's... I feel like that indicates to me how much of a piece of shit this Chris Hooker guy is. Is that his... You know, it's like what people say about drinking. It's that like uh, like some people are like oh you can excuse that I was just drunk and it's like no no drunk doesn't drunk e- actions are sober thoughts like, yes so you you can't say that it was the witchcraft that made him do that that was something that was already in him that, that the he- witchcraft unlocked yeah 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 so I don't think the guy that just straight up ruins women's lives but even for but, fun and that's what i'm saying though is that even despite all of that she's like i just wanted him to like me i just me. wanted him to like me and it's like man that that sucks it does suck that sucks it's a big indicator of low self esteem yeah and that's something that they handle really well in this movie is not like they don't they don't ever say that Mm-mm. They don't. It's there's never a discussion about Sarah's self esteem or her confidence. And for all intents and purposes, in her interactions with her friends, she seems very comfortable and confident mm-hmm. and normal. But then, through all of her choices, you realize that she really is like not any of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's sort of like she, in the climax of the film, in her big battle with Nancy. That is this, like, important thing that she has to come to realize is, like, how powerful she is. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. One of the things I find really cool about um, this movie in particular is that, like, it could have very easily steered into 
just nonsense with this. Like they, they applied the Wiccan principle of everything you put out comes back to you times three, but they don't do that in their initial spells, wishes, whatever wants mm-hmm. that it's not, you don't see. Uh, so basically Bonnie gets her scars healed mm-hmm. after going through the dumbest treatment. I don't know what it's supposed to be. It just looks it like looks very like, slow tattooing. It, it looks like, uh, it, it, it's like they, <laughs> this is going to sound so stupid, but it looks like tattoo removal through tattooing. Okay, in the way that the laser would work to remove a tattoo, but, but with they're a doing it with a needle. Yeah, so it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense, but you know, nineteen ninety six. Yeah. Uh, eh. Yeah, um, but it looks like the concept of it is kind of like tattoo removal. Mm-hmm. But they're doing it in a way that looks like her skin is being tattooed by a crazy machine. Yeah. So, but it works, and it air quotes air quotes. <laughs> it works. Um. God, I feel really bad for that doctor. Yeah, because that doctor's like, holy shit, my therapy works. <laughs> I'm going to change the face of medicine. And she's in for a rude awakening on like, her next patient. Sorry, doctor. It was magic. Um, my bad. <laughs> my bad. Um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Bonnie gets her scars healed. Uh, Rochelle makes Laura Lizzie's hair fall, fall out. All the way out. In- yeah. In a really gross, painful, like humiliating yeah and like not only does her hair fall out but like she gets scabs on her scalp Mm -hmm. it's it's gnarly yeah and immediate like the whole thing is like she's laura will be fine if she doesn't fuck with you and then the next time that rochelle goes to dive she says one thing Mm -hmm. and then two seconds later her hair is falling out like it's immediate yeah that spell was waiting on the sidelines like yeah put me in coach Oh, and ready. that coach. <laughs> Best re- So this this whole time, this is like, this happens regularly. And the coach, like, Laurel will say some shit and the coach will be like, knock it off, ladies. And that's it. And Rochelle's a terrible diver because she's constantly being bullied. And then her hair starts falling out and Rochelle sees that and makes a fantastic dive. Mm-hmm. And the coach is like, oh, oh. Hmm. wow. And I'm like, yeah surprising isn't it when your black students aren't being racially bullied that they might perform better huh who would have thought what a shocking revelation white man (laughs) i never even thought that would be a factor i thought she was just bad at i thought she was just a terrible diver oh my god um so yeah rochelle's shit works bonnie shit works Mm -hmm. nancy's stepfather dies she kills her she gives her stepfather a heart attack sarah does um (laughs) yeah i guess sarah does (laughs) unless she channeled it through she does have a little freak out in the trailer and microwave explodes yep he has a heart attack but they find out his life insurance policy left him one hundred seventy-five thousand dollars, which in the in 1996 is a lot of money i guess i mean it's more money than they've ever they've seen. ever seen yeah so um but what i'm saying is they could have very easily gotten to a stupid place with that and turned those things around times three whatever like yes bonnie's skin could have gone crazy like on her face mm-hmm. or something and rochelle well, we see that have... later when when but i don't know that that's real no but it's not real but i'm right. saying like with with the plot of the movie, it could have gone yeah. stupid yeah. with with indulging in those things. But it was very restrained and like, no, no, no. These girls get, quote unquote, good things yeah. happen to them. Mm-hmm. Um, what they want. It's just that Nancy is not respectful of... I was going to say, it's it's they neither, of, neither Bonnie nor Rochelle are abusive with what they've been given. No. Whereas Nancy definitely is, mm-hmm. you know, Nancy. So they have this whole ritual. Like once Nancy gets the spirit of the, well, a taste. No, no, like a, a, like she gets some money in this apartment, and it realizes. And I think this is a really good way to signify this. Like this feeling of powerlessness. It's not. 
it's not something you can just solve. Yeah. Um, she gets a little dopamine hit. Yeah. And it's, it's a great little life lesson, probably applicable to something nowadays. But, like, <laughs> I don't know what that could be. Anyway, um, so <laughs> she s- keeps seeking for more. more. And so they go to this uh, local uh, metaphysical witch store um, run by this woman named Lirio. Uh, it was really yeah. cool. I want to yeah. be here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and she has a mysterious accent. She's kind of pretty. Mid. Um, not my type. Anyway. Uh, so. <laughs> and there's a book about invoking the spirit. Which is an expert uh, excerpt of a different book. I don't remember who wrote it. It was it's a famous occultist guy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it's just a little part of that book, but they're like they made it into a whole whole book, whole part of the plot. Um, and Nancy's like, "That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to invoke the spirit." And she gets the book, and then they go to the beach, and it's the best. So they do this little. I am, you know, daughter, mother of the South, mother of the West, mother of the East, mother of the North. And they're all like the cameras panning around in this circle and all of them have their hands up. And it's just the best thing ever because the three original witches have their hands all very stiff and high up in the air like, oh, mother. And they're very into it. And then you get to Sarah, who's just like, she's got these like pistol fingers out to the side (laughs) and her hands are just kind of lazy sagging. And she's like. Mother and Gwens of the North, hear me. And it's just like, she's the only one that can actually do the magic, but she is, she, it just feels like she could give a fuck. Yeah. And it's so good. I love it. But also, something that is not commented on is just left to be interpreted. Yeah, by nobody the says anything about it, but it's just so very clear the difference between her and, the and these three. three, like, religiously practicing Wiccan high school girls. Yeah. Um, um, they they also all carry out uh, actual animal totems of what they want. Mm-hmm. Um, Butterfly, fish, snake, and bird. So, yeah. So, I I mean, I've wondered for a long time. Because for a while I was like, oh, they represent the elements of the corners that they're calling. No. Nope, they don't. Um, that was when I was a child. This movie came out when I was a child. I've watched it since <laughs> I was a child. Now I'm an adult. So I can go, okay, so... Basically, like, uh, Rochelle has a fish because mm-hmm. ultimately she just wants to be a better diver. Like, that's like, yeah, she that's it. And the only thing really hindering better in her the water is uh, Laura Lizzie and her yep. racism. Um, uh, Bonnie wants to be beautiful. Butterfly. A butterfly. Um, uh, Sarah's carrying a love bird. Because she wants love. Because she wants love. And Nancy is carrying a snake, snake because of the power of transformation and rebirth. Knowledge. Knowledge. And, you know, like all encompassing. Power. Very, very powerful uh, creature in all of pagan Respect. iconography. Respect. Yeah. She mm-hmm. even talks about that. Yeah. You know, snakes are very formidable animals. You have to respect them. Mm-hmm. And that's what she wants. Yep. She just wants to be a formidable animal that people respect and then all the lightning happens as they do their chant mm-hmm. and then she walks nancy the night and then we I, they get lightning strikes and they all black out or yeah, something lightning strikes nancy yeah and then they cut to black cut to the next morning and nancy's walking out on the ocean on the water mm-hmm. and then walks up to the beach and then the camera pans up the beach where you hear sirens and there are beached sharks which okay Tons of them. Yeah, I mean, a dozen or so. Uh, a lot of... A lot. It's, I mean, it's, it's to the horizon. There's a lot of dead sharks. Yeah. But here's my thing. Those sharks don't live in that water. No. Like, there's sharks it from was all like, over the place. I was going to say, it was like, the first shark she got, the, the closest shark to them was a great white, and then the next shark was a hammerhead. Yep. And then the one after that was like a mako or yeah, a tiger shark. Yeah, it's... It's really weird. It's a, like a like a start a, a shark sticker book of like these yeah. are the f- most famous type of sharks. And we're like, just gonna throw them right here. <laughs> here are your Let's sharks. Get, the director was like, "I want one of each, please." I really like the look of a hammerhead. Mm. They don't. They don't live here. I don't care. They don't. But they. Nobody knows that. But, but let it go. Okay, sir. Okay, sir. <laughs> um, 
And yeah, Nancy, you could see Nancy start to, she's a little drunk on, on power, perceived power. Like, yeah, yeah. she's walking around on, on the ocean, but like she hasn't really done anything with it other than walking around on the ocean and maybe killing those sharks. Yeah. And she's just like going to these sharks. Like, these are my gifts. It's a gift from Manon. Can you just imagine, let's say you take a walk on the beach every morning you're just walking, and then you see this girl with all of these dead sharks, and this little goth girl is like, these are my gifts. You'd be like, we can never go to this beach again. Yeah, we have to move. We have to move. And that's the thing, is there were, like, a lot of people around that, when she'd said this. Yeah. There were there were people. There were people. Like, it wasn't, like, just the four girls Mm-mm. seeing these sharks. There were EMTs and... People, witnesses, mm-hmm. people come down to the beach to see this, all these beached sharks. Like, yeah. Was, yeah. So. And that begins Nancy's. Descent into. Madness and yeah. indulgence and her, her power. Yeah. And she, she's being reckless and hateful. And like Bonnie is, I think, splitting the middle ground between Rochelle and, and Nancy. Because um, Sarah doesn't want. She doesn't want anything to do with the nonsense that's happening. Yeah. Because she's also dealing... With Skeet. Yeah, with Skeet. With Chris. <laughs> with Chris. Um... <laughs> <laughs> so she's like, I got I got my own shit to deal with, but you guys are being fucking crazy. And I feel like because Bonnie was so personally inhibited, you didn't see... That's the thing I will say. You didn't see people bullying Bonnie for her scars. It felt like a very self-imposed. Yeah, she just covered up. Yeah. Wore really thick, baggy, puffy clothing all the time that covered her from, you know, neck to toe. Yeah. Like and she it, was I just mean, bundled. And if you can, if you can, if you have. In California. Body image issues, you can understand that it doesn't necessarily have to be an outward influence on the way that you perceive that. Yeah. And that, like, the, uh kind of um and the way that bonnie perceives herself is is can be completely internal it doesn't have to be that anybody said anything she can feel bad about her scarring on her body mm-hmm. all by herself mm-hmm. um but once that is gone she feels liberated yep and that gives her that high. Yeah, it doesn't just liberate her in terms of what she wears, but also just like how she interacts. Mm-hmm. She's comfortable hitting on men. Mm-hmm. She's comfortable being loud mm-hmm. and outgoing and attention seeking. Mm-hmm. It's it's definitely a new new version of her. Yeah, and and when Nancy is being indulgent in her excess of power, it's like Bonnie you know rides that that high of yeah. that mentality of that like oh yeah we're uh, we have the power but whereas rochelle's just kind of like i'm having fun I'm, I'm not being bullied but she also you see a lot once rochelle sees what is actually happening to laura, to she laura feels she's bad. like i don't maybe we should stop yeah with this but ne- she never says that to them no you see her have those moments mm-hmm. but she never brings those moments to the group vocally yeah um, so, so then we get to the scene where like Chris has worn Sarah down cause yep. she is like, she's like, Oh, this is a lot. And he's, she's finally worn down by Chris. He's like, let's just go out. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, this is the scene where there, I, there is sexual assault in, in the scene, but it's yeah. not a full nothing there's graphic n- yeah. rape scene. Yeah. Um, it, it, it can be triggering. It can be a lot to take, but it doesn't go all the way. So yep. if, if that is something that you're sensitive to, be just, warned. Just keep that in mind. But he does that, and Sarah just runs through the California desert to Rochelle's house. Yep. And all the girls are there. And all the girls are there. And she's like, "This is what happened." And Nancy's like, "Where is he?" I'm gonna. Fuck I'm gonna him fucking up. kill. And they're like, "No, Nancy, it's fine." And that's when Sarah's like, he's, "I think he's still a good guy." Yeah. And. Nancy's no, I like, got I got a vibe with Nancy for a second because she's like literally no. <laughs> she's like I'm going to go kill that I'm going to I'm going to go deal with this. So she goes to this party. Yep. Um and this is one of the most iconic parts of this movie. Is she goes to this party, she's in her full goth regalia at this I think it, I think the guy throwing the party's name is Chad. Like <laughs> <laughs> 
and it's the party at Chad's house. We've all been to it. We've all been we to We know Chad's what the party. party at Chad's house is. Yeah. And when we don't see most of that party, she walks in. Um, and I mean, if you saw if you saw 10 Things I Hate About You, you know what the party at Chad's house looks like. Yeah. Or any party. Or any high school party yeah. ever. It's, it's, that, it's the popular guy throwing a party in his fancy house. Yeah. But she shows up. Everybody's like, what the fuck? What is she doing here? And Chris has left his rape car and decided <laughs> to come to this party. And he sees Nancy and he's like, oh, my God, is, is Sarah, Sarah here? here? And she's like, she like does a little finger like, follow me. And she starts hitting on him on this bedroom. Where okay, that's another thing I gotta just casually mention about this this movie. It's a little thing that the fireplaces. Every room, every bedroom <laughs> has a fireplace, and every fireplace has an active fire in it. In Southern California. In Southern California in May. Yeah. I don't. I don't understand. Maybe the climate was very different. Um, but <laughs> climate crisis. Um, but I don't understand. But they go to this fancy bedroom and. Nancy's, you know, hitting on Chris, whatever. I don't know what her intended plan was. No. Because he's like, no, fuck you. I want Sarah. And, and she, so she, she visually a, changes herself. She does a glamour spell. That's what it's called. Glamour. It's a glamour. And fully, well, this is also, uh, for anybody curious, this is not how this works. But um, in, <laughs> in this movie, this is how it works. And she fully shapeshifts into Sarah. Um, and then just is like, Let's make, bang. Make love to me, Chris. And I don't know what happened to my voice just there. <laughs> but then the girls show up and they're like, Nancy shouldn't be here. She's crazy. Like, yeah. we need to stop yeah. this. Um, and they go up to the bedroom and they're not fucking, but I don't know how. Yeah. They're somehow still just making out. I mean, I do know how. They were really aiming for a PG-13 rating, but, but like. In reality, it doesn't well, they make couldn't. Sense. They couldn't do it. Yeah, they couldn't do it because of witchcraft. No, I know. I'm just saying that in terms of the reality of inside the movie, not the reality of oh, yeah. movie making. Yeah. So Sarah shows up and she's like, "Nancy, what the fuck, dude? Can you imagine walking into a room and seeing someone having sex with you? No, I couldn't. Like that's guys. I, I feel like that's and not the, that's, joining. That's that's something." <laughs> They really, they really missed a golden opportunity there of because because basically, you the cameras on, fakes Nancy, Sarah, and Chris making out, and then it pans to Sarah walking into the room, mm-hmm. and when it pans, when it cuts back, Nancy's as Nancy again waving at Sarah, and then looks at Chris and goes, "Oopsie," but they missed the opportunity of Sarah walking in, panning to Sarah having sex with Chris, and then going back to Sarah being like. And not at least taking a moment to process, like, yeah. what the fuck, <laughs> you know? Nancy. But I, I, they didn't have to do it, but it just feel it felt like a missed opportunity to me. Um, but yeah, then Nancy goes. Chris says, "You're gross. Oh, I don't want anything to do with you." You. Oh, and it's the best. It's the best thing in the world. It was my favorite moment. It's still one of my favorite moments <laughs> because. You know, Chris is freaking out, but then they confront him and he's like, I'm sorry. And she's like, Nancy's just like, you're sorry. He's sorry. And starts going the fuck off. And it's just, she has her whole little moment. And and then she really just lets into him and is like, the only way you know how to treat women is to treat them like whores, but you're the whore and you're nothing. And like... And then she magic pushes him out the window and And he he falls and dies. He dies! Yay! (laughs) 10 out of 10 could end the movie right there. Yep. I love it so much. I I also, I gotta say, I've loved Feruza Balk um, for forever because she is in Return to Oz and that's my uh, cornerstone preemptory. Pokemon starter. Um, Cause I'm just a weird eighties girl. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they, they, Chris dies. And then Sarah's just like, Oh, you know what? Thank you. Uh, but no, thank you. I didn't want him to die. I kind of liked him and you've gone too far. So she tries to do a binding spell on Nancy to prevent Nancy from doing harm to herself or anyone else. Mm-hmm. And then Nancy dream attacks her with, with the, the, with the, the other, other two. Yeah. Uh, and then, 
we're at war now between Sarah and the three original girls. But it happens so quickly. It's yeah. like she Nancy makes decisions and goes for it. She's yeah, like, it. okay, you've betrayed your coven, so now you're going to die. Yep. So she comes up with this whole, this is a lot of magic that she's using. That yep. she creates a glamour spell that uh, says that uh, Sarah's parents are dead. Yep, they died in a plane they crash. They died in a plane crash. And then she's like, okay, so you're going to kill yourself yep. tonight. Um, and <laughs> and Sarah's like, no. no. <laughs> and then uh, Nancy does cut Sarah's wrist. Yep. But it is horizontally and not vertically. Yep. Um, and Sarah's like, this is not, this is not real. Yep. Um, and then rats and snakes and spiders and cockroaches because and beetles are everywhere because that's what Sarah's Sarah afraid said, of. Sarah said that but right before she killed herself, she was experiencing or tried to kill herself in San Francisco. She was experiencing psychosis and she would have hallucinations of snakes and spiders. And, bugs. and she would close her eyes and they'd be in her mind. But then when she opened her eyes, they, they were would still, still there. be there. So Nancy's like, thank you for telling me that valuable piece of information. I will now use it against you and projects those visions and then tells her to kill herself. And she's like, I'm not going to do it. And then Nancy cuts her wrist and she's like, oh, what the fuck? This isn't real. And she's like, then why are you still bleeding? <laughs> um, <laughs> and she runs up the stairs and you see like that they, they, I mean, they fabricated a suicide note, which for no one, I, I guess it's for her parents, but they also told her her parents were, were dead. dead. I don't know. Police. It doesn't matter. And it says, I killed Chris. Sorry, uh, Sarah. And <laughs> she goes up to her bedroom and they're all just hanging out in Sarah's living room. And yeah. Nancy's like, hey, go, why isn't she dead? Go check on go her. Go figure it out. And so Bonnie and Rochelle go upstairs. And Sarah's just like bleeding out. Um, and you, she's not covered in blood. It's not graphic. You can't show that. 90s. 90s. Also, just um, good practices. Thank you. Not it. Chapter two. You can watch this movie. Um, so she is laying on the ground. She's like, oh, show them, give them the power of three times three. Let them see. Let them see. And they walk past a mirror and they have a vision of their spells working back. Coming backwards them. three times is bad. Yeah. Yeah. Rochelle's losing all of her hair and it's nasty. And, and Bonnie, is, Bonnie covered is covered in scars. scars. And so they were like, you know what? Fuck this. And they, they run. They bail. And Nancy's like, where the fuck are you going? And they're like, no, we're done. And then we, and then, and then, and then Sarah calls on the winds and powers of the North to help her. And she gets a vision from her, her, her mom's enchanted photo. Yep. Um, pre Harry Potter. Yep. Thanks JK Rowling. You stole it. Um, uh, <laughs> Her mother talks to her and is like, you need to invoke the spirit. And she does. She does. And quite successfully. Quite successfully. And so she heals herself. She heals herself. And then her and Nancy have a witch's battle. They do have a witch's battle. And, you know, something interesting I realized in this past. the mm, Yeah, no, this I guess at this time that I watched it uh, is that Nancy, not Nancy, Sarah tries a binding spell again. Mm hmm. And Nancy has a knife, and she is stabbing. But the knife is gone. But she doesn't get hurt. Yeah. Oh, so the binding spell worked. It did work. The first time. The first time. Yeah. So. I thought about that, too, when I was watching it this time through. I was like, how the hell? Like, Nancy is coming at her and stabbing her repeatedly with a knife. Yeah. They. She starts a binding spell at Nancy. They, and then, like, a weird physics push there's like on the side of the wall a whole lot of weird physics happening uh, yeah and then they have they have a battle back and forth and basically like and then finally sarah wins sarah wins and makes uh i don't know if you guys can hear that but winston is uh the other cat is nuzzling devin's <laughs> mic stand so <laughs> um <laughs> but uh my little familiar, you, I, I it's your face, baby. But yeah, they uh, Nancy all like Sarah makes Nancy see a bunch of bugs and snakes and things coming out of her clothing and turns her fingers into snakes and it's all, uh, and basically makes Nancy go crazy mm -hmm. and then puts a you know completes the binding spell mm -hmm. and then Nancy gets institutionalized and then the girls come to visit 
Sarah, the mm-hmm. other two girls, Bonnie and Rochelle, come to visit Sarah, and they're like, hey, just so you know, your parents aren't dead, clearly. They're walking around helping you pack boxes. Um, you know, and do you still have your powers? And she's like, uh. And they're, they're like, I knew she didn't still have her powers. And then Sarah full-on creates a storm that strikes lightning down on a tree branch that snaps the tree branch off and almost falls on them and yes. kills and to kill them, and they dodge out of the way. And it's just like, oh, shit. No, she made, she, she's. She powerful. She's super powerful now. Yeah, she, she got the spirit. She got but the she's spirit. not abusing it. And the last shot of the movie is Nancy in the mental hospital in a full psychosis. Yep. Which is, I think, I mean, <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to cast aspersions on the rest of Feruza Balk's acting in the movie. But this, in the mental institution really is i was like this is the best thing you've done in this movie Mm -hmm. like it's (laughs) it's good it's good yeah you make i I mean it makes you feel like oh poor nance she's saying yeah sad but that's the craft that's the craft it was solid movie y'all i love it i watch it all the fucking time i know but you know with every episode of the kibuku it's time for the questionnaire it's time for the questionnaire time for the questionnaire um, let me pull it up. Let me pull it up. I had, I didn't have it ready. I'm sorry. I'm not prepared. It's okay. We can vamp. <laughs> vamp. <laughs> Play me off. <laughs> so, Scott. Yeah. <laughs> now that I've thoroughly embarrassed myself, let's no. go. <laughs> no. What would you give this story? One out of ten? I give it... I give it like a seven. Like seven. A seven. Seven. Uh, because why? Because it's like it, it's a good story. Mm-hmm. It's not great, but it's good. It's good. I think it's definitely you know it's solid. It's a solid story. Yeah, it's kind of simplistic, but but it, it's a high school movie. It's a high school movie, but yeah. it's not indulgent and it's not exploitative. So yeah, yeah, I think seven. And it's not like you know entirely dependent on the boy liking the girl kind of a typical high school movie no yeah you know, it's it's good it's good it's interesting yeah what yeah. would you give the cinematography one out of ten uh, four or five like it it's 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 not noticeable okay like there's nothing about it makes me go oh shit you know it is very but, much I, but nothing about it makes me go well that was lazy yeah it's it's very much but that is also it's the time it's very naturalistic unobtrusive cinematography yeah it's the mid 90s is that it like, is we want it to be realistic but nothing too crazy nothing too artsy unless it yeah. is an artsy movie yeah um it's very normal it looks normal it's it's an un- unobtrusive not noticeable norm like i would not comment on it if i was not asked directly mm-hmm. what would you give the impact one out of ten Honestly, I don't know because I yeah, I don't It's not your it's not your world. Yeah. I knew of this movie growing up because there were pretty girls in schoolgirl uniforms doing witchcraft, which was like yes for me. <laughs> but I never actually but I never actually saw it. So I don't know. Um I feel like I don't. I can. I can say that I don't know of too many movies that replicated or derivated off of this. Mm-hmm. So it's not a like nice word. Good job. I, I feel like I kind of made it up, but I know that derivation is a word, and it's it's not. There's no derivatives of it. People weren't trying to imitate it that I can think of. No. No. I. I. It's. I feel like. Impact is difficult because it is very important to the people it is important to. Yeah, it seems like a very niche... It had such a niche audience that it was probably very impactful to them, but it did not... It didn't get really get too far beyond didn't that. Didn't blow up. Yeah, the ripples didn't extend beyond the isolated pool. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah. So what would you give um, the editing? One out of ten. Hey, cinematography, it's like a six, like by somewhere around there in mid. I will say there's not a lot that I, when I watch this movie, even now, I know I love it, so I'm biased, but like, there's not a lot that I go, 
<laughs> what the hell happened cut, with that edit? Could have cut that earlier, yeah. or yeah. what was that? Why did that linger? Why did this? Yeah. No, it's very. It's. I mean, it's economical. But it's nothing. Does, yeah. It's not too long. It's not too short. It's just. No. It's. It's. A, it's a. It's good. It's. It's good. It's good. Yeah. Um. So is this movie scary? No. Hmm. No. I don't think so either. And I I have trouble even classifying it as a horror movie, really. Right. Um, but in the loose terms of somebody is trying to hurt somebody else, slashery. Kind I feel of. like you could call it a horror movie in a lot of ways. Sure. You know, but it's I wouldn't call it scary. No. But I don't know that all horror is scary. Hmm. Let's dive into that. No, I'm kidding. That's a different episode that I'm sure we will talk about, but that's not for this. This is the Kitwaku. Right. Um, is this movie iconic? Yeah. 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 Very much so. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Uh, Scott, would you watch this movie again? Yeah. It's fun. You know what's really cool? What? You never say yes to that. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is, again, it's, it's, I'm I am a sucker for '90s high school movies. I don't know why I love them. Mm-hmm. You know, Ten Things I Hate About You, John Tucker Must Die, Mean Girls, like getting into the early 2000s. But I'm just saying, it's it's that vibe yeah. of those of those like. But you don't like '80s high school movies. I don't. I don't like John Hughes movies. I do. No, those because that's that's an era of high school that I just don't understand. High school it was in the not '80s. Your experience. High school in the 80s was anarchy. It was utter fucking chaos. <laughs> Shit makes no sense to me. I don't even know what to do with it. Uh, That's the real nightmare right there. Oh, God. I would never want to do that ever yeah. please don't ever put me that's that's my horror movie that's don't don't put me in a high school in the 80s i would not thrive i would do so well i would do terribly you would do terribly i would i wouldn't even be ducky i wouldn't even be like the pretty girl's friend i would i don't know i would be dead someone would murder me you would not be very dead. early on you yeah. would not be dead yeah yeah i i would i would yeah anyway anyway Maybe yes. that's it because you can't see yourself in an eighties. I would, I would watch the you, craft again. You belong in a nineties. Yeah, back, high you're back, that guy. Back you're to that the guy. original. Back to the original. He wants question. me to stop talking about it. <laughs> um, I'll leave it. I'll leave it for now. But if we encounter another high school movie, um, it's coming back. It's coming back. Okay. Uh, so, would you be worried if this was your chosen scenario for the cabin in the woods? Yes. Yes, I would. Why? It's very the, the the powers that are exhibited by people who don't know what they're doing is terrifying. Um and if they were trying to kill me, I don't know what I could possibly do to defend myself. I mean, that's fair, but also they are teenage girls. So right, like, but like, thing is, sexy witches, not teenage girls. Oh, okay. But I, was, I mean, the thing is, if you were in the craft, would you be worried? So I yeah, guess, okay. Yeah, I would. <laughs> I absolutely would. <laughs> These are little teenage girls who are doing magic for the first time, very successfully, mm -hmm. um, and are able to make a high school kid so in love that he will literally do whatever Sarah tells him to do, and you know, create glamours that make you see whatever they want you to see. So I feel like psychologically they could do enough damage to me to present them with an opportunity to come in and kill me. I just don't know what I would be able to do to withstand such an attack. I don't know enough about Wiccan witchcraft or any witchcraft for that matter. I know a little bit a lot about a little bit of witchcraft, not enough to protect me from that. I would do Devin so is, well. Devin is looking at me like you're forgetting that I'm there. <laughs> but I'm there too. Um, <laughs> you would have a Devin. Yeah. That's who you want in this scenario. Because not only <laughs> am I a witch, not only am I me, I'm also, if I'm going high school terms, I can turn on that mean girl shit. Yeah. All of those things are true. I could bully them to death like the <laughs> Losers Club did to Pennywise. <laughs> <laughs> you 
raggedy bitch, Nancy. You a raggedy ass bitch. Um, I'm not going to say that. That's not fair. She's poor. Um, see, I'm already doing it. I'm already doing it. We would do so well. Now, are you on your own? I would die. I'm fine, though. Yeah. So I choose to be here. Yeah. Are there any other sexy witch movies that you would suggest to watch instead of this? Or would you just suggest this? I'm trying to think of any other sexy witch movies, and I'm not. Nothing's coming to me. The new Suspiria. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. They, um, they are. They are a modicum, a little, a little. I say all of the witch movies that we've suggested previously are. If you weren't in the mood for this, would work. Would work. Yeah. Uh, one might even say now this is debatable. This is this is where you come into conflict with what the movie is about. You could watch Jennifer's Body. Because there is witchcraft in that. It's true. And it is a, a Adam Brody. Adam and they're sexy. Brody, what is his name? They play the low shoulders, the name of their emo band. Yeah. But like, <laughs> I don't remember his name. Yeah. And everyone in that movie is sexy. Everyone in the movie is sexy. So. Even young Neil. Even young Neil. <laughs> anyway. So. <laughs> that's it. That's sexy witches. We. That's it. We did it. We did it. We did sexy witches. Woo. What's next? What's next? We're still on the what's, whiteboard. Yeah, I know we're on the whiteboard. What's What's the next item on the whiteboard? What's the next item on the whiteboard? Do you want to just hazard a guess? Oh, it's it's it's, it's mac and cheese. It's not mac and cheese. <laughs> it's not mac and cheese. That's silly. Unicorns. It's no, we're not to unicorns yet. We're not to unicorns yet. That is on the whiteboard, mm-hmm. but we're not there yet. No, what is it? It's demons. Demons. It's demons. What are we watching for demons? We're watching Night of the Demons. God damn it. <laughs> it's from the year you were born. God damn it. <laughs> okay, we're watching a 1988 film called... Night of the Demons. Yep. Night of the Demons. I'm not going to have a good time, guys. You're going to have such a good time. Everybody that watches Night of the Demons has a great time. It's a great film. Everybody's going to have fun. 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 Well... I wish you all the best of luck between now and next Saturday. Oh my God, stop being such a little <laughs> dingus about things. Okay, that's it for this episode. Thank you. <laughs> You're not invited to my party at the haunted house. Aww. Don't be a dick. <laughs> That's it for this episode of Spooky Saturday. Thank you so much for spending your Saturday with us. As always, we very much enjoy your company. Uh, Saturday is my favorite day of the week because I get to spend my Saturdays with you. Um, He's making fun of me. You can't see it, but he's making fun of me. I was impressed. Thank you. Um, Yeah. So, you know, it's a scary world out there, but I hope that this past hour or so has brightened your day a little bit um i hope you guys like the new sort of format too yeah we're trying to we're trying to try something new yeah uh be more entertaining um (laughs) and if you don't like it please let us know there is a question and answer section on spotify that if you want us to go back to just play by plays let us know um also we have an instagram um which is at spooky saturday it's just at spooky saturday give us a follow give us a follow and if you uh you know we post a thing about every episode and if you don't like it let me know i mean i might not respond it is my show um but <laughs> uh yeah so you know um I look forward to hearing from you uh so <laughs> as always uh stay safe stay hydrated And as always, stay spooky, everybody. We will see you next Saturday. Bye-bye.